Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is a message brought to our church by one of the men of Moses Lake Baptist Church. We hope that it is a blessing to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Well, tonight we're going to be in Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6, and I'm going to read uh, a portion of scripture from the life of Gideon, really the beginning of where we hear about Gideon. And so I'm going to uh, read verses 11 and then verse 24 of Judges chapter 6. And so uh, there in Judges chapter 6, verse 11, uh, we first find uh, Gideon here. It says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. So right as we uh, even find Gideon, uh, we find him hiding. It says that he's hiding uh, the wheat that he's threshing in the wine press away from the Midianites. And so he's in a place of fear and, and, and trying to stay away. And then we get all the way to the end of our, our passage for tonight, which is verse 24. And we'll fill in the blanks in just a moment. But verse 24, it says this. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, And called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. Those words, Jehovah Shalom, simply mean this. The Lord is our peace. The Lord is our peace. And so we're going to see tonight how Gideon went from a place of fear and hiding uh, to a place of perfect peace in the Lord. And uh, and so we're going to see that tonight. But before we do, uh, let's just take a quick moment and ask the Lord to bless this time together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for your love to us and for your mercy and your grace. And God, we thank you for uh, just, Lord, the fact that you have given us your word, uh, Lord, to speak to us in a great way. We pray that you do just that tonight uh, to speak to us and uh, pray that you'd speak through me uh, tonight as we look into your word. We uh, thank you for this time and we pray that you'd bless it, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know if you're like me, but in times like really what we're going through right now, uh, it can be hard to find peace uh, in times like these. Uh, almost everything seems so uncertain, and, and we're stuck at home with our own thoughts, and, and we worry can easily creep in uh, for a lot of things, whether it's being worried about the virus itself or how it's being handled or any of that. I know uh, for us, starting the church, worries can come in on how this is all going to affect our strategy for starting the church or how we're going to be able to raise the financial support we need to start the church. And uh, even whether or not the situation is going to affect when we're able to start the church and those worries can creep in. I know uh, some of you, it might be uh, worrisome because you haven't been able to go to work for a while or some uh, younger people may be worried about how all of this is going to affect their schooling or even friendships that they have. And uh, what, really, whatever the worries may, might be, I think it's safe to say that many of us are searching for peace right now. And not just peace and quiet from the kids, <laughs> I know how that feels, but, uh, but true inner peace, true inner peace uh, about what we're going through, and, and we're searching for it, we're longing for it. And if you were to look at the words translated peace in our, in our Bible, it gives the connotation of not having uh, to worry or not having any doubt. Uh, which in a world of temptations and trials and craziness like now uh, is sometimes hard to imagine. But, uh, but I want us to figure out tonight how we could come to a place 
of perfect peace. Because just as we have to realize how the Lord uh, is our peace, Gideon needed to be reminded of this as well. And so we're going to look at that because uh, in this time in the history of Israel, uh, they just really couldn't seem to get their heads on straight. They would uh, go through this uh, cycle of uh, not obeying the Lord and being judged for it and then turning back to the Lord and just being judged uh, for turning away from the Lord again. And uh, it, it was just ongoing and uh, through the whole book of Judges. But Israel at this point had turned away from the Lord again and their judgment specifically was to fall under the rule of the Midianites. And uh, the Midianites, they, they had been absolutely terrible to the Israelites. In fact, many of the nation of Israel had hid themselves in caves and mountains of the land to hide away from the Midianites. Uh, they were coming through, and the Midianites were coming through and stealing the livestock uh, of the Israelites. They were going from town to town, pillaging them and stomping down the fields of crops. Every time that the Israelites would seem to start to get a good grip on finding food for themselves, the Midianites would come, and, come in and destroy it. They were just making the Israelites' lives miserable. Because of this, uh, when we get to Gideon in our passage, we find him hiding. Uh, Gideon here, he's threshing feet by the wine press uh, so that the Midianites don't find it and destroy it or take it. And then an angel of the Lord comes to Gideon, and uh, he says to Gideon, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. He reassures Gideon that the Lord is on his side. Uh, he reaffirms uh, to God's presence in the life of Gideon. And yet I find it interesting that uh, then we find in verse 13 that the first thing Gideon questions is the presence of the Lord. Uh, he's just told God is with you. And the first words out of Gideon's mouth from there uh, is really, how could the Lord be with us? There in verse 13, it says, uh, Gideon said unto them, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our father told us of? And uh, he just recounts like, where are all the miracles we've heard? about from God, from our forefathers. Uh, they told us all the ways that God had brought us out of Egypt, and, and where all uh, is all that working now in our lives? No, God isn't with us. God has forsaken us and given us up into the hand of the Midianites. And, and then verse 14, uh, Gideon is reassured of the fact that God has a plan for him. He's told that uh, he will be the one to deliver Israel from the Midianites. And yet then Gideon questions God's plan and says, no, I'm the least of the least. Are you sure you got the right guy? I'm the least of the least. We're, we're in a poor family in the lowly tribe of Manasseh, and I'm, I'm the lowest on the totem pole in my family. And, and then God reaffirms what he had just said. He says, surely I am with you there in verse 16, and you will defeat the Midianites. So then verse 17 and 18, Gideon asks for a sign from the Lord uh, to prove that he is in fact the one that the Lord wants to use. And then we see the, the sign that is told for him is to go and get some food. And verse 19 through 21, we see that Gideon prepares a kid and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flour, uh, which if you were to look, that's a lot of food. Uh, that uh, a kid goat, he had prepared the meat from uh, an entire kid goat and, and then prepared cakes from, uh, in our measurements, would have been a little over 20 pounds of flour, uh, which is a lot. And, and that might not seem relevant, but the fact is that would have been a lot of food that we're going to see uh, completely gone in a moment uh, in the story. But the angel has Gideon put that meat and the cakes on the rock and then pour out broth over all of it. And so Gideon does, and then the angel stretches out his staff 
touches the food. And when he does, the rock ignites into flames and consumes all the food. And when the fire is gone, so is the angel. He disappears. And so uh, Gideon, he sees this sign and then he finds peace in the Lord's will for him. If that would have happened to me, I probably would have been a little freaked out that a fire just ignited in front of my face and then the person I was talking to is now gone. But Gideon found this as a sign from the Lord uh, that I am with you and I do have a plan for you. And it gave Gideon peace by seeing this sign. So what changed between verse 11 and verse 24? How did Gideon go from a frightened man in hiding, questioning where God was, to a man who worshiped God by building an altar, uh, just raising God up for giving him peace during this time. Uh, To me, it's very simple as we go through that Gideon found peace because he was convinced that God was with him and God truly did have a plan for him. Uh, Now, for us today, I don't think God is going to send an angel to ignite our entire food supply on fire to assure us that we can have peace in the Lord. Uh, He's given us his word for that. And so what I want to do tonight is just take a brief moment and to look into his word, uh, to be reassured of some of the same wonderful truths that Gideon was assured of. And the first truth would be this, that the Lord is present. The Lord is present. He is with us. Uh, It's clear from the word of God that our heavenly father is never far away from us. In fact, we see time and time again in the Bible that our Savior desires for us to know that he is with us through thick and thin. Uh, And I think it's in this very name, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, when it says that his name, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. Uh, It's said in uh, Hebrews 13, verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. In Matthew 18, He says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of him. And even though this uh, gathering uh, online seems different, whether it's two or three people in your family together, we are gathered in his name and he is with us. If we have the Holy Spirit within us, uh, he is with us every single day. Uh, Psalm 23, verse 4, the psalmist wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil For thou, for God is with me. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And and then a well-known verse, Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And yet... I think, and there's many more, even though we went through about five or six verses, there are even more in Scripture that tell us so many things about how God is with us through everything. And yet, with all of those affirmations we have in God's Word of the Lord's presence in our lives, and of the fact that we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us through each and every day, how often have we been like Gideon, where we're reassured of God's presence, and yet we still at times wonder where he's at. Uh, We let our circumstances determine what our mindset's going to be. And it isn't something new. Even King David had doubts uh, at times of whether God was with him or not. Uh, Psalm 13, 
1, David wrote, How long will thou forget me, O Lord, uh, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? In Psalm 31, David said I, that he said in his haste, I'm cut off from before thine eyes. And I'd say that if King David, the man after God's own heart, the man who encouraged himself in the Lord, uh, and the man who trusted that the Lord was with him to defeat the giant Goliath, uh, if this man could doubt the Lord's presence, why would we think we're immune to this thought process? Uh, within our finite minds, and we cannot understand the infinite wisdom and knowledge and understanding that God has, and we'll often find ourselves, because of that, questioning His presence. But I want to remind us of an amazing truth tonight. Our God is omnipresent. That word simply means He is everywhere at once. And that tells me this. There is absolutely nothing we can go through or place that we can be where an omnipresent God cannot be with us. There's nothing we can go through or any place that we can be where God cannot be with us. Our God is ever present in our lives. And King David had to be reminded of that. Gideon needed to be reminded of it. I believe we need to be reminded of it at times, that God is with us. But we also see not only that the Lord is with us, the Lord is present, but the Lord has a plan. Gideon needed to be reminded of this, and just as the Lord reassured Gideon that he did have a plan for his life, he would be the one to deliver uh, the, the Israelites from the Midianites. Uh, I, I see even in God's word that we're reassured that God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. I think of what was told to Jeremiah when it said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And, and before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Later in that same book, God would say, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Uh, the word translated there, thoughts, is the Hebrew word that means intentions or, or plan. God is saying he has intentions, he has plans of peace for us, not of evil. He has an expected end for what we're going through. And although we don't always know what that plan is, it doesn't deter from the fact that God does have a purpose for it. And his primary plan for all of us is this. He wants us to be like Jesus. One of the most quoted verses when we go through hardships is Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Uh, but I love how in verse 29 it says exactly uh, what good all things will work together for. In those verses, Romans 8, uh, 28 and 29, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Uh, when we when we look at those verses, that some of the wording don't let that uh, deter you. Some people would try to say, "Well, see, God's foreknowledge; He picks and chooses uh, people who will be saved." Really, what that verse is saying this: the foreknowledge and predestination is God already has a plan for every single one of our lives. He has predestinated uh, something for, to take place in our lives. And that thing is the very next statement, to be conformed or to be changed into the image of his son. Uh, God's will for each and every one of us, even right now through what we're going through, is to be more like Jesus. Uh, each of us, of course, have a specific plan from God for our lives. Our families happens to be to go and start a church, and that will look different in each and every person's life. But every single thing that we go through and every single place that the Lord brings us to in this life is to accomplish his perfect plan for our lives of making us more 
like Christ. Uh, a well-known preacher uh, of old time, A.W. Tozer, said it this way. He said, when I understand that everything happening to me is to make me more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. And how true it is when we remember that everything we go through actually has a purpose. It's not random. God has a plan for it. Uh, he wants to grow you through this time. Uh, when he, we rest in his presence and in his plan, the worry and the anxiety leave and we find our hearts filled with peace. Why? Well, because the Lord is our peace. The last truth I want to look at is exactly what Gideon came to, Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. I see it all throughout the word of God. It's in his very name. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 9, when it goes through uh, the names that Christ would be called, the wonderful counselor, uh, mighty God, everlasting father, and the last one, the prince of peace. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. It's in his very name. He's the God of peace. He is, he is the Prince of Peace. And then Jesus, when he was here on this earth, promised to give peace when he was, uh, when he was here on this earth. He promised that. In John chapter 14, uh, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. He says, I, I've come to leave you peace. And later, when he's still talking to his disciples there in John chapter 16, he says, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. But, and he says, in the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That's why we can have peace. Anything we go through in this world, we don't have to worry about it. Why? Because God has already overcome all of that. Christ has overcome all of that. We can find peace in him. We have a God who is present and who has a plan for us, and he longs that we would be able to find peace in him throughout this crazy world. All we need to do is trust that he is near and, and have faith in his plan for us, even if we can't see it. I think for some, uh, and I'm, I'm right on board with you there, uh, for some, this quarantine has gone on long enough. <laughs> and because of it, the definition of your home or the definition of your thoughts or your heart or your life seems to be the very opposite of peaceful. Uh, it's just worrisome and, and, and fearful, and, and it seems to be really anything but inner peace. And it may even seem to some as though the Lord has forsaken you or forsaken us. We, we may not see him in trying times. We may not even completely understand his plan for our situation, but we can still have peace in every situation. Our burdens can be lifted by resting in his presence and by trusting his working in our lives. I pray that we would remember and be assured uh, as we go through uncertain times, that God is always with us and there is a purpose for what we are going through. And because of this, we can find perfect peace in him because the Lord is our peace. Before I close in prayer, maybe uh, God has spoken to you just in, in the fact that he is your peace uh, and the fact that he can give you peace no matter what's going on right now through your mind or in your heart, or in your life situation. And maybe you would just need to take a, a brief moment while I close in prayer 
uh, to pray to the Lord and ask him uh, to reassure you that he truly is with you. Uh, He says he is in his word and that he does have a plan for your situation right now and that you can find perfect peace in him. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.